Coming up on this episode, we'll be talking about the LA group stage of the Overwatch World Cup, more specifically, Team USA, next on Nerdcaster. Welcome back to Nerdcaster. We'll be talking about the Overwatch World Cup. This episode will be a little shorter than most, as we'll be bringing you a bigger, better, badder episode next week with a review of the new PS4 Spider-Man game. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Anything you want to add to that, Lori? Um, Well, thank you for the introduction. Um, Yes, I'm on this week's episode. Um, talking about Overwatch and uh, a couple of matches we were able to catch on Sunday and throughout the weekend. Um, go Team USA. It's obvious who I support. I'm a huge Houston Outlaws fan, so of course my support goes to Team USA. Although it was really hard in the USA-Canada match kind of, you know, to watch Bonnie and Rockus. Um, go head-to-head. Go head-to-head. It just seemed so unnatural. But, of course, you know, Rockus is my favorite support. I mean, as just because of him, so um, sorry, Bonnie, and sorry, Team Canada, because they got rocked by U.S. You feel like it, they got rocked? They got rocked. They I, were I, totally I, annihilated by the U.S. team. I feel like some of the maps were a little bit close, and, and USA squeaked it out, but I, I think the 3-1 ending result uh, isn't as telling as good as the matches were. I thought they were pretty well fought. I, mean, I was I was really expecting this to go down to the wire. I thought there were going to be more. Like we would go to a map five. I thought we were definitely going map five and that more of the matches, they were going to go kind of neck and neck. There was, I think the only map they really did go neck and neck was was it, uh, when Canada won in Anubis. I felt like that was really mm-hmm. close. Um but yeah, no, I thought Canada for they had they hadn't lost a map to anybody up until this point, and uh, so so with that being said, I want to go and I want to go back to last year's World Cup for a second, where Canada placed silver medalist, correct? Yeah, yeah, just double checking, and USA placed what fourth or fifth? They they were in the quarterfinals but lost outright to Korea in the first round of the quarters. Yes, now. If the roles were switched last year, would we have seen Team USA as the silver medalists? And Canada, if they had to play Korea in the quarterfinals, have been dropped that quick as well. Do you think no matter who played South Korea last year, would be in the same spot USA was? And if USA had Canada's spot last year, would we be where they were last year? <clears throat> Sorry about that. <laughs> I was going to say we got uh, Christian Bale as a second special guest on this today's episode. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> um, I Korea was going to win gold last year. I didn't really want to admit it, but after watching them play and annihilate the U.S. team and and you know again in Canada, um, I thought the U.S. and Canada team were really comparable last year. That's why I thought this in this group stage it was going to be much more neck and neck than it was. Um, and I was a huge fan of, um, of course, as soon as the U.S. lost, I was like, all oh, all my chips in were with, in, you know with Canada, um, and just like they got they got killed by Pine and Flower and 
And all of Sable Yobi. Yeah. All, um, all of the South Korean team is, is just like unbeatable. They're like gods at Overwatch. Yeah, they're definitely a force to be reckoned with. And I still feel that way this year. I, I don't think, uh, I don't want to jump a, too much ahead, but um, my prediction is who's going to take the whole thing. I would love to say it's USA. If I had to be realistic, though, it's it's the Koreans. They're a force to be reckoned with. Yep. Um, US is, would definitely be the underdog if, they're going to go and that's going to be that's going to be you know be the finals. I I I agree. I think South Korea is definitely the favorite to win. I do strongly feel that they are going to win. Um as much as I am rooting for team USA and hope they come out on top, I do think they have a better chance this year than last year. Um with the introduction of Brigida Hammond the new map Rialto. These are all things that weren't that that haven't been able to be practiced on as much as they were with the maps and, and characters last year. You you know what I mean? I do. And the the metas now have. There's plenty of different metas now. Yeah, the Koreans really they perfected the dive meta. The dive meta is all Korea. And now there's an anti dive meta, especially with bringing in Brigida. And if the U.S. can hone that in and play to 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 the South Korean weaknesses, maybe they could squeak it out. It'll be tough. It'll be it, very tough. When you put it like that, I can I can definitely see it um, because it's in the past you've just seen these teams just try to outdive Korea, and that's just not going to happen. But putting it the way that you're saying it, I oh, I'm changing your mind. You, yeah. you you're going my more fifty fifty totally here. Changed, yeah, but it's it seems more viable now. You think the U.S. has a better shot they have a now that bit I of put a it that shot, way? Yes, um, and even Rockets. They interviewed. Um, Rockets uh, after they won against Canada, and you know the feels really confident. Although it's kind of like this sort of false confidence I kind of see in that because you can tell they're they're still nervous. They're playing the best in the world, you know, um, and it's a little you know it's it's humbling well, for sure. Um, but he says they have a lot more experience now between with the Overwatch League in playing against the Eastern teams, and they need that kind of experience in order to to face off with them appropriately in the World Cup. So it'll definitely be interesting. I hope they win. That's Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward more to this year's um Overwatch World Cup than I did last year. Last year was great. Last year was the first esports I've ever ever watched was was the World Cup. Um especially since we bought the the virtual ticket for BlizzCon. Um leading up to it was great because I knew I was going to be able to watch the finals. Uh and now this year I've been investing in OWL the, the entire season and now we're back to the World Cup again and I'm definitely looking forward and I do think with all the practice from the OWL like you said um Team USA definitely has a way better chance than they did last year. Uh but as far as Ruckus goes and his um being confident, I I think it's misplaced confidence. I think it, it's more of him trying to to juice up the rest of his team and pretend like they have confidence, but I think yeah, they're they're scared. They they I don't think they believe in themselves as much as I'd like to believe that they believe in themselves. I think that they know it's hard, and I'm glad that they know that. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I think if he says, "Well, we're confident we're going to win," I'm hoping they're practicing their balls off to back that confidence up. Where maybe the South Koreans are like, "Hey, we got this in the bag." Look at how many matches we even won in Overwatch, uh, the Overwatch League. I mean, all of New York Excelsior was um, pretty much South Korean team. Sable, Yobi, Pine. Um, I believe Flower was even supposed to be on that team. I don't know what happened with that. But now they've played them like you said. Do do they have that confidence now that they've been able to play them? They see their styles. Now are they going back and watching the tapes? Are they 
trying to see how like disabled Yobi have a tell are they going back to try and find those things and is South Korea now overconfident where they're like we're just going to go in and win because they New York Excelsior did pull that card they they fell asleep or something during one of the playoffs before their their match and it it ruined them they weren't able to to come out victorious um, in, in one of those playoff spots so do they have that overconfidence they might, but you're looking at, um, and this is not to say I don't think that U.S. is going to win just because of this, but it's definitely a factor is that Houston Outlaws team is comprised of all former, well, not all, but most, you know, former U.S. team. And this year you've got, you know, you've obviously got Rockus and you've got um, Muma, but Houston had a terrible showing the first the first year of OWL and they had a great start. They were, you know, they were in the playoffs. They were, you know, definite contenders to take the top spot, but they just kind of lost their momentum. And then they weren't they weren't able to recover from that from any of the stages after that. Well, is that why we don't have uh, so many of them this year as Team USA? Like we lost Jake. Um, I don't remember who else. Um, uh, I think Cool Matt. I think Cool Matt right. was cool also Matt. on Team USA. But and, and I love that team. That's why you know, despite the fact that it's not in you know my hometown by any means, you know, that I supported that team. And they, had, I thought they had a really cool ass logo. They still do. Um, their logo is pretty dope. I mean, I'm a New York Excelsior fan, and their logo's meh at best. But I think with the new lineup. I think they look pretty pretty spicy um, with this showing at, at, at the Overwatch World Cup, especially beating the silver medal team who didn't drop a map the entire group. And if they can do that, and they only lost one map themselves. Team USA only dropped one map, correct? They dropped one to Canada. And, well, before they played Canada. Play Canada. Yes, they, they only dropped, dropped one they map. Dropped the map so then. they were like neck and neck going into this match. And then, you know, if we're going with what you say and they blew Canada away, that makes them look really good to be number two. Number two or number one, obviously being in the finals. But they didn't play uh, South Korea in the group stage, so we don't know how that matchup's going to look. And do, does Team USA have something up their sleeves for them? I hope so. I hope I see something a little bit different. Again, you have you have other comps than you know the dive, and I think that'll make that'll definitely make the World Cup more you know more interesting. Um, and their 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 coach, the smarmy looking guy. Um, I don't remember his name. <laughs> I think they. I, th- I thought they both looked pretty smarmy. Yeah. But he he makes it sound like he's got some plans. Like he didn't show everything that's up his sleeve yet, and I kind of like that. I kind of hope he he. I does. don't believe him for a second. Well, I think they yeah. all say that. They all say that because you have to have some kind of reason to you know get psyched out. It's just like what kind of what kind of psychology are you playing to kind of you know because you know the the other te- the other teams and the other and the other um in the other group stages are watching they're watching what their competitors are going to be like you know and the koreans they're you know they're a smart team they got smart management smart players they're watching the you know they're watching this so if, if you know the team usa coaches that they're biggest strength is adaptability which to be honest i didn't really see all that much they ran the same types of comps the entire i mean maybe they didn't need to adapt all that much but when they were on anubis this was the third map they played with canada they really um, didn't change there comps wasn't a lot much, of changing yeah. there wasn't a lot of changing comps or strategies that kind of let canada run all over them and maybe they didn't need the win that desperately and canada did and they just played you know with the desperation that they needed just to even make it to map four um 
I didn't see a lot of adaptability from you. I thought that was, it felt like an empty claim to me when he said it. But well, that's just it. Did he, did they not need the adaptability so they didn't use it to keep it up their sleeve? You got to keep on your toes because you've seen reverse sweeps. You see it, you you know, you don't see it all the time, but you've seen them. And that would have been a mistake for the U.S. to kind of like, oh, well, you know what? We can afford to lose map three. That's what, that's how Houston has really operated. I watched them lose games because of a reverse suite. They have a really strong, you know, a really strong beginning. They get a little comfortable yeah. and then they lose. But with the, like if, the if it was going to go to the, to the reverse sweep, um, if Canada did pick up that fourth map, the control point is where the USA excelled on Canada during, um, during that match. So I think they felt comfortable if it went to a map five, they'd be able to roll them again. I'm not saying that's a good thing and they should not feel that way at all. You know, Canada could have came out sleepy and then woke up and and whatnot. But is that the way they could have been thinking? I think it might be. I, again, I'm not in their heads, but. Maybe. My favorite player, I mean, aside from Bonnie, because of course he plays for Houston, but um, my favorite player on Team Canada is Agilities. I do like Agilities. He's, yeah. um, I watched a, when he plays for, uh, he plays for Valiant. Yes. He, he was one of my, my favorites, even watching, um, the Overwatch League, I would watch Valiant uh, <clears throat> matches specifically for him when I wasn't watching uh, Houston or actually I watch all the teams. But I, I like watching him play. Yeah. It seemed kind of odd just to see like the performance again going from their, um, you know, from their mm-hmm. World Cup teams into their pro teams. And, you know, Agilities did not have a great beginning of the season at all for, for the Valiant. And then he kind of he definitely built his momentum over time and i think you know it's, it's a different it's a little bit of a different world when you're playing professionally in this mm-hmm. type of um in this type of environment because you have to really give blizzard a lot of respect for turning this into a viable um broadcasted sport it's now on espn3 like they have an espn deal now that's crazy but um <clears throat> not only that but like usually when you're playing I don't know about any other esports but when you're playing at home you don't have an audience watching you in a giant arena. No. So even just that while you're sitting behind a computer screen there's a whole crowd in front of you watching this game you're playing and I don't know in their headsets if they can hear the crowd I don't see how they couldn't but you're you're playing this game with a giant crowd in front of you and whether you win or lose you got to stand up and face them. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's got to be uh, um, what's the word? Nerve wracking to begin with. It adds another level of pressure for yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you. That's that's exactly it. What I was trying to say. That there. Back to Team Canada players. Just one player I definitely didn't expect to see in this lineup, and that's XQC. Given all his trouble with the OWL um, this last year, he got booted off the league for his behavior on Twitch, and him, you know, uh, I believe he made some kind of. Uh, you know, he made a lot of comments on Twitter that were um, very unseemly. I don't remember exactly what they were. I have an idea, but without knowing for sure exactly what it was that he said, I think it was against Muma, and uh, you got booted off. And it wasn't even um, his first infraction. It was a second or a third, well, I believe, repeat offender. So they booted him out. He didn't really seem much to care. His Twitch channel is doing as great as it ever has been and um you know he's not you know he was not hurting for that 50 grand salary not by a long shot but he was also suspended just before this began and there was speculation that he wouldn't even be able to play because his account would be locked out so i don't know if they lifted that just for the world cup 
or if his suspension ended before it started. But there was uh, he did recently just get banned again. But even with like his conduct, so like I'm I'm sure there are two you know two schools of thought when it comes to this. Like should should your behavior really be governed by a code of conduct, even when you're playing for you know you know essentially you know the it's a World Cup. It's not you know it's not this is this isn't the pros. This is a completely different level, and it's. Um, but you're representing your your nation, right? So it, it seems so. Because Canada decided that they were going to use him for the team, it seems so very mercenary to me. Like, yeah, he's an amazing, amazing player. But, like, so you should be able to overlook all this bullshit that, you know, he he did and said and whatever um, just because he's he's amazing and Canada needs him. You know, again, just seems very mercenary. And, and there's going to be, you know, people who think completely differently and I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I don't. I, again, I don't know what the rules are. And I, you know, I'm far from a person to be saying, like, who should be able to play and who, you no. know, shouldn't. But I'm just all I'm saying is that I was surprised. I, I was surprised to see him play more for the fact that he recently just got banned again. Why would they want that on their, not on their conscience, but it would be something that they have to live with. Is this going to follow him onto their team? And that's what I'd be more worried about uh, of people looking at it as like, he's a dick bag for lack of a better term playing for Canada. You know, and do you really want that bad press of this, this guy playing? Again, his numbers on Twitch outdo, I guess, anything. And I guess he either got the band lifted and everything and, and Canada won him, whatever. Don't bother me any. But I, I am too surprised that they even chose him after everything he's been through. Um, I Is he past his prime in the game too? So uh, follow-up question. Do you think so? Do you think you'll see him in the pros next year? No. He's done. I don't think we'll see him in the pros next year. I don't think any team wants to to touch him, especially with the league rules. Uh, I feel that they're trying to go for more of a role model type thing. Like they're they're they are professional players, um, kids like twelve and up who play this game look up to these people who are like gods of the game, and they want to keep an image of being. Wholesome. Wholesome to an point. Yeah. They want a very Disney. They don't. They don't want uh, keyboard cowboys that. out there running their mouth behind a keyboard, being cyber bullies. I think that's more of what it has to do with. Yeah, and cyber bullying such a huge thing now. Um, you know, as it should be because you know it's a real thing. And you know, I co- I commend I commend Blizzard for even taking action as swiftly as they did because you'll get a lot of. Um, well, I don't know if they took action as swiftly as they should. Their rule book didn't come out until like three months into the league. Right, but I mean they. Considering it was its first year and it's, you know, a lot of these guys, they're young guys, you know, and, you know, they make mistakes and um, they gave him a chance. What I liked is that they gave him a chance in the beginning mm-hmm. and then, you know, I was kind of like hoping, you know, because XQC, I, I voted for him for MVP last year in the World Cup. Really big fan, um, you know, when he was on Dallas. I yeah. it. I was, you know, I was disappointed, you know, when he got, when he got, you know, booted off and, you know, to see, you know, he got his hands, you know, slapped a little bit and then it just, you know, after when it was kind of like, he obviously didn't care. That's kind of when I was just like, I'll, you lose a little respect for somebody after that because it's, you know, you're playing a professional, you're playing this on a professional stage now and you're just spitting in people's faces. Kind of. It's just like as anti-establishment as you can be. And, you know, I respect that, but 
you know, you just have a lot of people that look up to you at that mm-hmm. point. And, you know, so it's just disappointing. It's disappointing. But um, that doesn't take away from his gameplay. I think he, he had a really he had a really strong showing in this match. I don't want to say he carried, but, like, he did a lot of work. He did a lot of damage um, for Canada. Yeah, he played he played his job well. He, I mean, Canada, if you're looking at it from a, a perspective of wanting to make the next round and making the best team you could possibly make, he definitely deserves his spot on that team. A lot of Canada did, you know, they got they got spanked by the Americans, but they also so by map three, they were the top four damage dealt or the damage dealing players were all from Canada. So it just came down also to efficiency. They weren't yep. able to just get the um, the kills. They just weren't able to kind of follow through um, and finish off people. You know, you, you saw them do that more in Anubis and you saw them you saw them in Rialto I I, I thought Canada was going to win Rialto See, at the end actually that is the map I was when I was talking about like things being close Anubis was definitely close with Canada winning Rialto was I didn't really think close Anubis too. was that close really? I thought I, I, new uh USA eked by that first um that first point um if nobody ever gets caught by a diva bomb, let alone three players, and that was the sort of that hail mary that just worked out for the U.S. It, hey man, if the U.S. won that rap, they wouldn't have deserved to have won that. My map. diva bomb gets like two people when I use it. We're in bronze, silver, whatever. We 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 worked our way up. Okay, we put work in. <laughs> um, but so, what do you see going forward? With the the World Cup and and all the teams as a whole, where do you see Canada ending up? Where do you see the? I mean, we pretty much talked about where we see U.S. and and, and Korea ending up, but how far do you see uh, Canada going? Since this was the main stage we've watched to this point, you're gonna see. I think you're gonna see Canada in the quarters. You can see Canada in the quarters. Um, do you see them making it to semis? I don't know. I, I haven't without seeing so much from the other groups. I don't. I don't know if I can say that for sure. Well, the, the speaking, saying that the reason, and and by the way, the reason we haven't really, or I have not really watched other groups, is because they're on at one a.m. our time, so it makes it really difficult for us to watch them unless we're going to watch the vods later. Which I don't know. I'm just not a fan of because I've already seen who won, but. I think it does depend who Canada plays. I do see Canada making the semifinals. That's my prediction. Uh, I don't see them beating. Actually, no, I don't see them making the semifinals. They got to play South Korea first. They got to. So, yeah, never mind. Change my mind. <laughs> Roll that back. Uh, anything else you want to add? Um, no, I think. I mean, I think I pretty much said all I had to say about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm right there with you. Go Team USA. Uh, you want to say hi to USA? <laughs> See, I was hoping you would back me up on that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get the memo. No. Um, yeah. Go, go, Team USA. We hope. Um, man, I really hope you take first place. I would love to see you beat the Korean team. But if not, um, Joe, I'm pretty sure you know. As a New York Excelsior fan, you're not going to mind too much. You're not going to be I, butt I, hurt over it. I, I won't be um, because I do like watching Pine and Sable Yobi. Uh, and Flower, I don't even know who's on the South Korean team this year. The, the whole lineup may have changed. Uh, again, haven't been able to watch that stage because of time reasons. But uh, I, I don't think I would be. But I am definitely rooting for Team USA. I do hope they go all the way. They're number one. Um, we believe. That's all I have to say about that. 
That's all I have to say about that. Um, all right. Well, then, you know, I think that does it for the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, drop us a line at hello at nerdcaster.com. Talk to us about, you know, your predictions. If you want to, you know, talk about, you know, how bullshit you think um, my, my opinion, opinion is. is about XQC, you're more than welcome. Um, you know, follow us on, you know, on Facebook and Instagram at nerdcaster, on Twitter at nerd underscore caster. Is That's that correct. Right? I'm not a Twitter person, yeah. so I'm going to probably get that wrong all the time. Um, and subscribe to us uh, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Stitcher, Spotify. And, um, you know, we're starting to get some traction on YouTube by traction. We're starting some uploads. So if you prefer a little bit more video content, which we're slowly but steadily progressing with, um, subscribe to us on YouTube and you'll be able to see a little bit more content than just our podcast uploads. We will have additional things coming soon for your viewing enjoyment. So, uh, again, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you guys next week for the Spider-Man episode. Yeah, thank you for doing the outro, too. Hi, you're welcome. Nerdcaster out.